that the Spirit of the Lord is speaking to the church world, and I believe that he's, he's enlarging our ability to increase faith. I believe that we've been taught faith through the years. There's been many, many messages on faith. But I believe that the Spirit of the Lord speaks to the church today and to all the churches, that if we will just trust him to increase our faith, we will be given opportunities to, to trust him. And I, I want to um, say that because I feel like the Spirit is speaking to the church world, and I feel like the church world at large perhaps is not hearing what the Spirit of the Lord is saying to us. And um, so I, our scripture for this new year was found in 1 John 5, 4, and 5. And it says, For whatsoever is born of God... If we are redeemed and born of God, that's us. And it says, whoever is born of God overcomes the world. And these things that the enemy brings against God's people are things of the world. And uh, so we are well over to overcome because the Bible says so. And whatever God says, we believe with all of our heart. So today's message is, is about faith for the future. And there are multitudes of sermons, multitudes of sermons that have been preached on faith. So this is not an attempt to give us a clearer understanding of faith. It's just a message to say that God wants to increase our faith. And to have increased faith, we must have difficulties. That's all part of the plan. That's how we develop our faithfulness to God is that when we go through a crisis, when we go through a trouble or an anxiety, that we have the power to increase our faith to get through it. And uh, we don't always walk in a, a spirit of faith. I mean, I trust that we do. We pray. We read the word. But there are different troubles that come down our path or a crisis of some sort. And we think, I can never do this. But we find out that when it's needed, God comes on the scene and he gives us increased faith. So, the Bible says here that we are people of faith and we overcome the world by our faith. And it says, who is he that overcometh the world? I can just hear the Lord saying that to us when we are weak in our faith. And he says, who is, who are you that can overcome the faith? And then you go to the scripture and it says, he that believes in Jesus, the son of God. One thing the enemy does, and, and over the years of I've, counseled with people I, I don't counsel counsel but when I've met with people to pray with them and and talk to them about these things I have I've seen that they have a, 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 a an awesome time of, of not believing in something and how can we not believe if we're born again we have to believe and our faith is what we need to do that so this morning it's not a new message on faith and it's not any one of the messages that we've heard in the past, it's just increase our faith. Jesus said to the disciples on several occasions, you have little faith. So I think that we're in that generation of little faith and we need him to increase our faith. So I'm going to talk about that. That's what I want to talk about. Throughout this past year, we have investigated the power of God in this house. We've prayed, we've read, we've desired to grow spiritually but beyond the growing spiritually is to grow spiritually. Now, not just to say I want to grow spiritually, but to decide to grow spiritually. And when you're given an opportunity to do that, 
then let faith arise in your heart and you'll see that God is there's more faith in us than we ever believed because we believe in Jesus Christ. So that's that's my message today. And uh, uh, it, it's to gain spiritual strength because the, the spirit is speaking to the churches to prepare because of, for the things ahead. You know that when Jesus uh, steps up his time to come you know there are signs and wonders and difficulties and so we have to we have to prove to God we have to be faithful to him and show him that in all difficulties we still believe in him and we still faith have faith sometimes he doesn't answer in our time but he will always answer there will always be eternal life there will always be healing there will always be these things that God has promised us it's in his time and so that's what we look at today. So Matthew 6, 33 and 34, everybody in this house I'm sure can quote this. But I want us to nudge ourselves in a future faith. And it says, seek ye first the kingdom of God. Somebody said, well, how do I get stronger faith? Seek the kingdom of God before you seek anything else. Sometimes I get on the phone first. Sometimes I try to figure out my own way first. But seek ye first the kingdom. First thing that you do is seek God in this year that lies ahead of us. And his righteousness, and again, we talked about this, his righteousness is perpetual. It's always, it's always there. It never fails us. And it means that we want to stand in his righteousness. We want to stand what is right. We want to stand for God. We want to stand against the powers of darkness because they are not more powerful than God. They seem more powerful on occasion, and but they are not more powerful. God is the power in our life and in our strength. And so it says there that the, seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added unto you. Sometimes we know scriptures, sometimes we memorize them, but sometimes we never see the depth of them. And in this passage of scripture, here is a strong word, the following verse. And I, I mean, you probably can quote the first, seek ye first the kingdom, but this verse says, take therefore no thought for the morrow. Now, you have to have increased faith to take no thought for the morrow if you watch the news. Because it's all sickness. You know, call your doctor, ask your doctor about this. It's all, your doctor is not God, church. God is God. And God will give the doctors the knowledge that he needs. So that's what we do. We increase our faith and we pray for our doctors. And we don't take them at liberty. We know that God is the one who is the liberty in our life. And we pray that God will guide them. So, you know, the strong word says, take no thought for the morrow, for the morrow will take thought of itself. Sufficient for the day is the evil thereof. Now, we love the first part that says, seek God and get everything that you need. But the second part is now you've got to increase your faith. You've got to not think about tomorrow, not think about gas taxes, not think about government, not think about the evil because our government is making evil rules right as we speak this very day. But take no thought for it because sufficient for the day is the evil that there is. And our trust and our hope is in God. And he can help us in the things that... Uh, pull us down, the things that discourage us and cause us to, to fear and have anxiety. That's the flesh in us. Don't, I think everybody has a source of fear and anxiety and those things, but that's the flesh that we live in. But we're going to move in the spiritual realm and we're going to trust God in all the circumstances of our lives. So no doubt we've had some thoughts about tomorrow. Anybody had any thoughts about tomorrow? 
You know, we have had thoughts about tomorrow. What what will it bring? What is happening in our government? What is these evil laws that are coming down the tube? What are they going to do? Already we have such, such um, uh, I can't even think of the hardest word to say, because uh, our society is changing the very creation of God. There can't be anything worse than that. When Sodom and Gomorrah did that, he wiped them off the earth. And we have more sins than Sodom than we ever, ever thought about. And so that's why we need increased faith. We need to know that no matter how evil things get in our society, that God is greater. That's faith. Now, I want to talk a little bit about faith. I know hundreds of messages have been uh, preached on faith. Been, we've been taught to claim it. We've been taught to believe it. We've been taught multitudes of things. I don't see the word claim in the Bible. But I do know that we have to trust God with all of our heart and lean not into our own understanding. It's not about claiming it. It's about believing it. It's about walking in it. It's about putting feet feet on our prayers. It's one thing to sit at home and pray, pray, pray. And I think that you do and I want you to do that. But then sometimes you have to get up and go and do something to to, uh, benefit the kingdom of God. So. I want to tell you that in this days, you know, every time you turn the TV on, well, groceries are going up, gas goes up and down, depending however they feel they want to do it. But you cannot live in the realm of tomorrow in the things of this world. You have to live in tomorrow in the realm of Christ and and the faith and the trust that there are angels unaware, there are somebody watching over us, and that no matter what happens, I mean, what is so bad about being with Jesus? You know, this is this is part of our life. This is part of what we believe, you know. And so everything will come to pass in God's timing, and he is a faithful God. So to dwell on such things like gas and oil and food and all those things and the evil in the world, to dwell on that disrupts our spiritual thinking. And that's where we're at. That's where we have downfalls is because we let our flesh do the thinking instead of the Spirit of God. So we are supposed to have an antidote for everything that the enemy says when he says, well, what about the gas prices? And you're going to say, well, my God will supply my needs. I mean, I have lived for 82 years and God has supplied my needs. It's supernaturally. I can tell you that for truth in my own life. And he is going to see us through the wilderness experience. If we have to go through it, he is going to be there for us. So. What I want to say today by the Spirit of God is that increase our faith, quit thinking about the negative, start thinking about the Word of God. When you get down discouraged and despondent, go and open the Bible right in the middle, and that's the book of Psalms, and you'll see that David suffered all those things, but he, he overcame, and, and so we're going to be overcomers too. And we have the blood of the Lamb, which David didn't have at that time. So it's important to know that. And Ephesians 6.16 says how? It says, above all, taking the shield of faith wherewith ye shall be able to quench all the fiery darts of the wicked. We don't need to have an expose on that passage of Scripture. We just need to see what it says. Take the shield of faith, you know, and it will quench the darts. You don't have to know every word in the, in the Bible to have faith. All you have to understand is that God is in control. Take no thought of the things that are evil. Take no things of in your flesh that discourage you. When you start getting discouraged, say, okay, flesh, that's you. I'm not listening. You know, because the power of God says that he is a faithful God and he's going to see us through. So this is the generation that we're living in where 
Jesus, I believe, I believe we're really working him over time. I believe he's interceding for the church like never before. I mean, that's not, you know, that's not biblical. That's just what I think. I, but I believe that there are so much of us, so many of us who need God to be in our life in a supernatural way and to increase our faith that Jesus is interceding perpetually all the time for his people, that he can keep us in faith and keep us in strength and keep us in trusting him. Because, you know, I can trust him when I'm at church and the saints are all talking and we're all blessing one another and I feel the presence of the Lord. I mean, I can be sick and I can come into the house of God and I can feel the overwhelming presence of God that sustains us. And we need that. But, you know, when we get away from the body, this is why God wants us with the body. Why he wants us to gather together because we energize one another and we help one another and we encourage one another. But when you get a home in the darkness and there's nobody there and nothing's going on but the devil harassing you, then our flesh kicks in. And so I want to say to the church today that when that starts happening, and it does happen, I'm, t- I'm telling you the truth, church, that when, when a, a, a moment of fear grips you or a stress or an anxiety, those kinds of things, that's when we have to stop in our tracks, go to the Word of God, and be strengthened in our, in, our, in our faith. And I believe that that's the message for this year, that increase our faith, God, because we haven't begun to see what our government's going to do. We haven't begun to understand even the things that they're preparing to bring us down. But God is faithful. They might think they bring us down. The devil thought that uh, the day that Jesus was crucified was his great day, but he didn't know what was coming after that, did he? And so that's the way it is with us. You know, we can see the things that are coming against our flesh, but just wait to see what God will do if we will stand up before him and, and, it, and even tell him, say, Lord, increase my faith in this crisis. Just increase me. I want to know what you're doing in my life, and I want to be able to be faithful to you in all the crisis and all the studies. So. I don't, I, you know, I'm not into claiming much because I'm not so powerful to do that. But I do believe in saying, Lord, increase my faith. You know, I want my faith to be strong. And I know there's all kinds of um, cliches on how to get your faith working and all that. But I just say, Jesus, I need your faith because my faith is weak. And when the Bible says that when I am weak, what? I am strong. So that's where we are. So true faith is seeking God for help and practicing patience. 33 times in the Bible, God talks about patience. And so many times we overshoot what God wants to do in our life because we don't have the patience to wait for him. We go and do our own thing and then we miss something that he wants to do in our life. So I'm relating to this message today until the strength of the word of God reaches our inner man and he begins to increase our faith. We don't have to have an antidote for how his faith is going to work for us because his faith is just running towards us at all times because we're born again. We're born of the spirit and the world is not in us. It's the world that wants to be discouraged and despondent. It's God who wants to lift us up and take us through and make us a witness for his glory. And that is so important today. The church should become more more of a witness. Let there be angels in the supermarket. Let there be angels of God wherever we are. Let God show himself strong in the behalf of those who believe in him. And so the church probably uh, today is at large is doing things to draw crowds. But what we want to do is draw saints. We want to draw Christians. 
We want to draw the power of God. We want to draw the anointing of the Holy Spirit. We want the Spirit of God to operate in the service. We want Him to feel uh, feel the power and the anointing. We want to feel the power and the anointing of the Holy Spirit. You know, we want to lay aside the things of the world, come into His house, gather in His presence, and we know that wherever two or three are gathered together, He is in our midst. And we need to we need to start to live in that realm. It, it appears that. God uh, is no longer needed in our nation. It appears that they can make laws that uh, that go against the very framework of our God, the creative power. I just can't get over that. But we're going to see more evil in the future, but we're going to see more power of God if we will stand strong and increase our faith. You know, and don't don't uh, take off tomorrow. Just live today in the fullness and the holiness of God and see what tomorrow will hold as you trust in the Lord with all of your heart. We know that the future holds uh, good things, not the not the not the country's future, but the future of God. We read the book of Revelation. There's a lot of sad things in the book of Revelation, but there's also power and glory. And there's the, all of the healing that is in the Revelation, the book of Revelation. The, the trees are for the healing of the nations, you know. Well, listen, we need to trust God for those kinds of things that are going to happen. That in the midst of degradation and corruption and sickness and all that stuff, that in the midst of that, God still prevails. He is more powerful. And we have to get that in our spirit today. We might have to go through a short season of, of opportunities. We might have to go through a long season. But we have to realize that no matter how long it takes, God is for us. And no weapon is going to conquer us. And we're not going to lose our eternal life because we have difficulties and problems and situations. So I want to encourage the church today that the faith for the future is just trusting God. It can be all the other things that go with it because there's a lot of messages on faith. But the, the, the thing is, is somebody said to me one time, well, I, I need more faith, but I forget how so-and-so taught me that. And I can't remember. And do you have a tape on that? And I go, yeah, I have a tape. It's, it's right here. Yeah. And, it, and it doesn't ever grow old and it doesn't ever faint and it never loses its power. That, that's it, you know. It's not a, a message that's been preached. It's the Word of God that comes forth in the anointing of the Holy Spirit. So, Psalm 33:11 says, The Scripture reveals the result of a nation. A nation can be corrupt. A nation can be holy. But this Scripture says, uh, The people whose God is the Lord is for God's counsel stands. It's not the counsel of our government. It's not the counsel of either party. It's the counsel of God that stands. And it is a faithful counsel. And, and it says that his, he has thoughts in his heart for all generations. So that doesn't mean what generation you are. That doesn't mean what nationality you are. That doesn't matter what church you go to. It matters that God has counsel for all his people. And the twelfth verse says, Blessed is the nation whose God is the Lord and the people whom he hath chosen for his own inheritance. Now, I know that in the past we've read these scriptures over and over and we know that that a, a nation that chooses God is chosen. But the last line of that verse just took my heart. It said, He hath chosen for his own. Who is that? That's us. He has chosen for his own an inheritance. You know, uh, some people, their parents die and they get a nice big inheritance. 
And some people die and there is no inheritance. And some people die and they have to pay for the person that lived before them. You know, but we are God's inheritance. So what kind of inheritance are we for God? You know, he inherits us when we come to salvation. You know, we become his. And he says to the Father, here's a new one that I'm inheriting, that I'm giving my blood for, and that I'm healing, you know, and setting at liberty. And he, he gives his inheritance to the Father. So the question is, what kind of a witness are we in the inheritance that Jesus gives to his Father? And that's what needs to be done in Christianity at large today, is we need to grow up in God and know who we are and act like who we're supposed to be in God and be a witness to the nations because people are dying on every side of us, I mean, spiritually. People are discouraged and despondent and there are people on the street, you know, and we we need to look for them, not shun them. We need to look for them and witness to them. Every time I see somebody on the street wanting money, I give them one of our devotionals with, it, with you know, a little bit of something. But I want them to get the devotional. And, uh, and they always say, when they see that, they say, oh, God bless you. And I say, I hope he does. I hope he does bless you. You know, we have to become witnesses. Whatever it takes to be a witness for the cause of the kingdom, if it's just a word in season, if you just smile at somebody when you go down the aisle and that let the radiance of God's smile come, you know, flush over them, they'll either frown at you or they'll give a smile back, you know. But we have to step up our witness for the kingdom in this next year. We have to increase our faith for where we're going spiritually, and then we have to be a witness of our inheritance that Jesus has given to his Father. So it's not often that we think the thoughts of God that he calls us his inheritance. That That is important to me. We have a future in him. This is our inheritance, eternal life. And uh, this, this is a strong, strategic hour in which we have got to stand up for Christ. They have to see more of Christ in us than they see the pattern of the flesh. I get an amen. amen. We know that this must be an hour to practice our faith. We practice our faith. That means the enemy comes against us to foil us, to keep us from church or to keep us from tithing or to keep us from the things that are holy or to keep us from strong counsel of God. We have to stand against that. We have to know who we are in Christ and what he expects of us, and we have to be, have a good inheritance in Christ to the Father. I never heard that preached, but I believe it with all my heart because the word says it. We are his own inheritance. Faith is more than confessing, church. It's more than claiming. Faith is walking out. Faith has feet. Faith moves. Faith shakes. You know, it's not, it, it, we pray, we read the word, we do everything to strengthen our faith, and then we put works on our faith. Um, in, the time, in the time of scripture, it's actually walking in a realm where you know that whatever happens, he will never leave you nor forsake you. It is living the life of trust more than confessing it. It's easy to confess it. It's something else to live it. It's easy to confess it. It's something else to walk in it. It's something else to sacrifice. God speaks you to do something. You go, well, Lord, I, I, I can't do that. I, 
you know, and then there has to be sacrifice in our life because that's our Savior. He says that we will follow him in, in those things of his life. And he, cruci- he was crucified and sacrificed his life for us. And so we need to come to a new revelation of the part where we owe a sacrifice to him. So some things are a sacrifice that he asks us to do. But if we will be faithful to do them, we'll see that he will increase our faith. We need to have increased faith. The disciples came to Jesus after a few scrimmages of of uh, disappointment, and they and they said, "Lord, increase our faith." And that's what I want to say to to the church today: is that when you go from this house, ask the Lord to increase your faith, increase your faith for the days ahead. That we will be more Christian than we've ever been. That we will be a witness more than we've ever been. That we'll trust God more than we ever. The first thing when a crisis comes, we say, "I trust you, God." Before we figure out all the things that's going to happen in that crisis, before we go through all that, we say, Lord, I'm going to trust you in whatever it is that you do for us. Have patience to see what God will do, what he said he will do. If he said he would do something, have patience to wait for it. My mother believed my father would be saved. And for many years that my parents were divorced. But my mother, every time she saw him, she would speak Christ to him and he would curse her. And he he was mean to her when he was drunk and those kinds of things. But you know what? She never gave up. She knew that she was going to get yelled at and cursed and all that, but she still gave him the message. But you know what? Two days before he died, he came to her house for supper, and she did it again, and he never said a word. And then three days, he was gone, and he was into eternal life. God can change anything. Nothing is impossible with him. And you don't always know what's going on behind the scenes. You don't always know what says. But my, my mom asked him, he said, well, what about it, Buck? Are you going to do that? And he said, I'm thinking about it. But I'm sure that he did think about it. I believe that with all my heart. We need our faith increased beyond what we can believe. You know, I, I can believe that the house is going to be warm today. But when it was 10 below and everything was not working in the house, where was my trust and my faith, you know? See, those are the things that we have to deal with, the idiosyncrasies of our weakness in the flesh. Well, faith uh, for the hours, this hour and generation, this is not the same as it was when we were young. I mean, most of us are a little bit past 50. But, you know, it's not the same. (laughs) It's not the same as it was. You know, our, our... uh, beliefs were different then. We believed wrong. I mean, when the pastor pointed their finger at us, we ducked down. You know, we we believed. You know, but today we want to tell the pastors what to preach in Christianity. We want to be nice and good. We don't want to offend anybody, and we want to grow the church. How about growing the kingdom? That's what we want to do: is grow the kingdom because growing the church might not grow the kingdom. Church, uh, that I, I regress there. But Lord, increase our faith. That's what I'm talking about today. You know, in Mark 2, the men that had a sick person and they couldn't get to Jesus. Everybody knows this in chapter Mark 2. And so so they had faith to believe that Jesus could heal, but he couldn't heal evidently from the, from the crowd. So what did they do? They came up to the crowd. They tore off the roof of the house and they put some feet to their faith and they let Jesus down in front of them. And what did he say? Thy faith hath made thee whole. 
See, we got to have some faith. If we, we know somebody that we want to minister to, let's put our best foot forward and let's show Jesus. Let's go out to coffee. Let's just, you know, let's not bombard them, but let's be a witness to them. Let them see that there's a joy in you and a faith in you and a trust in you until it spoils over into them. Let there be an aura of the power of God surrounding you that, you know, they'll either curse you or they'll love you. You know, it doesn't matter. I used to have a waitress that threw the food at me. But it didn't matter. I give her big tips. I just harassed her. And one day I went in and she laid the plate easily down in front of me and said, thank you for your tips. You know, so you never know what it will affect them to show the joy of Jesus in you. I've told that story many times because if you knew how it felt to have a plate of food threw at you, it was not a kind thing. And everybody looked to see who got, <laughs> who got the plate thrown at them. Oh, well, anyhow. So you have to put feet to some of your faith. Some faith requires action. You know, that's that's what will move the hand of God is that when you have action, that you believe in God and you show forth the power and the anointing of God that's in your life. Remember the woman with the issue of blood. She couldn't get through to Jesus to save her life. She'd been sick forever. They just had that uh, on The Chosen a couple weeks ago. This, you know, the biblical story of that. And, but she didn't give up. See, we, we have to have faith that doesn't give up. And she didn't give up and she had to stoop to get her answer. She had to reach down and touch the hem of his garment or whichever rendition that you read. But she had to make a move toward God. We had to make a move. Sometimes we have to make a move toward God. And in that case, God healed her and he said, what? Your faith has healed thee. She didn't have any um, plan to talk to him about faith. She just had an action, and God ministered to her in that action. You know, this is funny, but, you know, Zacchaeus, he was just a little man. Everybody knows this story. Our little kids can tell you this story. He's just a little bitty guy, but he wanted to see Jesus. You know, and there was a faith in his heart that if he pursued this, he would see him. Well, he didn't only see him, but because he did something strange got up in the tree, Jesus saw him, and he got to have dinner with him. See, you never know when God is going to draw near to you and communicate with you and bless you. And he is speaking to the body of Christ all the time, and we are not listening. And God wants us to hear what he says. It might be a strange word, like he told me to increase. I go, well, I'll preach. I know I need to increase. Maybe the church needs to increase. And then we begin to see how much we do need to increase because the enemy is out to to uh, take us away from our salvation. But what we need to be able to quote is, Lord, increase our faith. When the, when the obstacle comes, rather than in qu- quoting that scripture that says it will come in evidence sometime, just say, Lord, increase my faith. Increase my faith to believe it for today. Increase my faith to believe the wayward son or the wayward daughter. Increase my faith. Don't let me ever give up. I learned that from my mama. And I tell you what, it has kept me through the years when I wanted to give up. But I can tell you of a truth that God will increase your faith in the midst of a crisis if you ask him. And he will guide you and lead you because that's who the Holy Spirit is. So God sees us. He never fails to know what is going on in our life. Sometimes we think he doesn't know, but he knows. He knows everything about us. And then when we ask him to increase our faith, I think there's a big smile that comes on his face. And he says, Father, these that you inherited will increase their faith. 
And that's what God wants from us. Faith for the future is increasing what we have. Increasing what we have. Believe stronger. You know, read the word more. Take in more word. If you start to weaken, just open the middle of the Bible and start to read Psalms. Because it's there for a purpose. It's the largest book in the Bible. There must be some reason for it. And it's not its not in the New Testament, so it's not in that grace and peace and joy that we have. But it's its uh, the strength to give us get us through the weaknesses of our flesh. So faith for our future is increase our faith. It's just really simple. It says, uh, as in, I think it was in Sunday school that Dr. Gorman mentioned this, Philippians 3.1, I press toward the mark for the prize of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus. Do you press toward the mark? Because that will increase our faith. Press toward the things that God is teaching us. Take the scriptures when you read them and, and stop at two or three of them and think on them and communicate with the spirit that's in that passage of scripture and ask God to reveal to you the depth of that. You can take John 3.16 that everybody in the, the world can quote. I've heard him quote that in the taverns when I picked up my father. I've heard him, I've, I've heard him say, oh, let, let me tell you. I, I say, you know, do you know Jesus? And they say, well, let me tell you. And they'll quote John 3.16. The world knows that because it's in the heart of every created form that God put himself there. And they know those things. Maybe they can't quote them verbatim, but they know that John, that in John, Jesus loves the world. And so we have to portray that to the world in this hour. And then we will get many opportunities to witness for him. And then when you get that opportunity, increase your faith that you, that God will tell you what to do. He says that the Holy Spirit will speak at the hour, at the hour you need it. The Holy Spirit will speak to you and tell you what to say. Do you ever have that happen and you stop to talk to somebody and you start talking about something and you thought, where did that come from? And that's the power of the Holy Spirit. He can overshoot us if we'll walk in his increased faith. So the message for the future is, Lord, increase our faith. We don't need to know how to do it or anything about it. Let's just do it, Father God. Let's look at all the examples in the word of God where God increased their faith. They did they did awesome things. They died for the martyrdom for Christ because he increased their faith enough to stand and be crucified. So Jesus is our leader and he's full of faith and he will increase it when you ask for it. And in this year when you see prices go up or go down or fluctuate or whatever happens in our government and you see the new kind of laws that they're bringing out and that the people who are in gross immorality have more pull with our government than we than than the god people who will bless the nation just trust god just trust him with all your heart if you know all the sermons on faith that will help you but if you don't know all those sermons that have been taught on faith and all you know to do is say increase my faith oh god that'll do it if you're sincere Thank you, Jesus, for the power of your word today. Thank you, Lord, for the anointing of your Holy Spirit. Thank you for those ears that are in the house today. Father God, as we take in your word and as we walk in it, oh God, increase our faith, oh God, for the days ahead because you are more powerful than the works of darkness. And so I ask, oh God, that you increase our faith, increase our joy, increase our peace, oh God. Lord, let us walk in a realm of spiritual strength, I pray. And I thank you, Lord Jesus, for everyone in this house today. Increase our faith, O God, I pray. In Jesus' name, amen.